The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Bexy Mind Matters. I am your host with the most Mexi pants coming to you live from once again Columbus, Ohio. It is the last <clears throat> podcast of my favorite month of September and the birthday celebrations continue. Let's get into that right away. So got back from Vegas, Utah slash Nevada. Monday at around 3 o'clock. I will say this. If you are going to fly. And this is just my own personal advice. If you're going to fly during the pandemic. Don't use any other airline other than Delta. From the videos I've seen of how people are crammed next to each other. On other flights like Allegiant, Southwest. Everybody forced to wear masks. And I can vouch for having been in Delta Economy, main cabin, Delta Comfort Plus, and first class. They actually thoroughly clean their stations. Now so even more than before. And they give you wipes now when you get on the Delta flight so you can wipe down your own area if you want to. Now, sure, they'll miss the occasional coffee stain that's hidden in an inside compartment. They're not going to wipe down the dust that's inside the tray, foldable tray that's in your armrest. But everything else you touch will be wiped down. Now, I will say this. Now that the pandemic has allowed for cheaper prices, I would definitely not fly anything other than first class delta i understand it's appealing to have 50 round 50 dollars round trip for spirit airlines or frontier airlines but one the chairs and the seats are uncomfortable two the plane is more likely to have a delay and three i can assure you they're not going to clean it as properly you pay for what you get for Yeah, you get what you pay for, basically. Sorry, backwards. Anywho, so we flew into Salt Lake City uh, Thursday, had dinner with my brother. I will say I, I would not mind moving to Salt Lake City for the simple fact that A, it is warm enough in the summer and close to the mountains, but also a lot of healthy food options to eat. We ate at this place called Cest. It was delicious. We basically did not break habit from our healthy eating during the trip. It was very nice. Uh, ate with my brother, then drove straight three hours south, east or southwest to Moab. Stayed there the night, and I told and I told my wife, I'm like, hey, let's take food because there's probably going to be stuff that you can't eat. So. We made pumpkin pancakes, took some with us, took some bananas, took some nuts, 
And yeah, sure as shit, the more breakfast because of the pandemic, uh, even though it was a Hilton hotel, yeah, it's basically just grab and go. So, good thing we had the pancakes. Then we went to the Arches National Park. Pretty beautiful. I'm not going to lie, I would definitely go again because there were some other trails we could have done. We hiked the trail to the Delicate Arch, which is what I wanted to go look look at. I like how nobody tells you that it's high up in altitude. Even the license plate kind of makes it seem like, oh yeah, you just walk down straight and it's over there. No. You got to hike a mile and a half up 500 feet because you're already at 4,000 feet. And at 4,500 feet off a cliff, oh, there's a delicate arch. I mean, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty good sight. Not gonna lie, there was a line at the top to take a picture. I wanted to lick the delicate arch, see what it would taste like. Kind of like how I've licked the Liberty Bell and other monuments that I've been to. It tasted kind of salty, I'm not gonna lie. Made my lips parched. But anywho, we did that, went to the other, uh, the other arches left there around one o'clock and then we had about a six hour drive to vegas with the time difference it was only five so it was nice the drive from moab to vegas you got to take 70 to 15 15 just goes all the way down it's actually a pretty scenic drive not gonna lie I think I-15 is another one of those highways that I've basically driven up and down the entire highway since I've been in the U.S. just for all my travels. A few things that did occur. Uh, when we got the rental car in Salt Lake City. Now, this is the part. This goes back to everybody. If I have these sentiments and these doubts, everybody's got to have them. Especially here in America. So, we were at the rental place. And this Japanese guy is in front of me. How do I know he's Japanese? Well, I can identify when somebody's speaking Japanese. One. And two, he's got a giant Japanese flag on his bag. Now, his bag is the issue. It looks like one of those nuclear cases that you see military people carry nuclear weapons in. And it's just sitting there. I like how nobody bats an eye at that but yet kids who have toy guns get those taken away from going on the plane but hey that's no here no there my wife's I mean they're like oh Alex Mexi don't be racist <clears throat> I'm sorry but it looks like a nuclear nuclear weapon so I don't say anything you know he goes about his way we get our rental car and somehow we get to the rental it's a Chevy Equinox, and who's inside the rental? The Japanese dude with his nuclear weapon. Well, that's where I have an issue, because my wife, being very conscious about the coronavirus and not wanting to catch it on, on the way, you know, traveling with me, this dude now has touched everything in the car, and he gets out of the car as if he doesn't understand English. I'm like, motherfucker, how did you, why would you travel to the U.S. if you don't speak the fucking language? Like, what are you doing here? How are you even allowed to get in the country? I thought we had quarantines from people from Asia. Well, I guess that's, you know, no here, no there. Oh, but Mixie could be an American citizen. Well, then he should speak English. 
No? Oh, this, they gave me this car. Oh, oh, oh. I understand they gave you this car. I was also given this car. Where's the guy who gave you the car? Oh, I don't know. I don't speak English. Okay. Keep this car because A, you already touched everything. And B, if you have a nuclear weapon and you blow up Salt Lake City, I really don't want to be the one associated with this. So then I go find the schmo who gave him the, the fucking car. And he's like, oh, no, no problem, boss. I'll give you another car. I understand that. But you best give me a ticket that says that I no longer have this car. Because if Asian atomic bomb over there decides to fucking blow up Salt Lake City, I don't want it to come as, A, Mexi had the ticket too. So again, he gives me the car. It's a Kia Serrano. And he gives me a new ticket. And we go about our merry way. But that is the kind of interactions that put the little bit of doubt in my mind. It's like, what if this guy is? What if he's the few and far between, as they like to say? Everybody has those doubts. Everybody already is assuming... Because again, out of all the suitcases you could have purchased to travel, you had to use one that literally looks like a nuclear holo- a nuclear weapons case. I mean, yeah, you need a hard shell. You want to make sure nothing gets damaged. I get that. But there's other hard shell cases you could have used. You didn't have to buy one the exact same with military color and a Japanese flag on the sticker. The sticker on the front. You want to be funny? Great. It's not funny. This is the U.S. And, and I'm sorry, but for those of you who think, oh, Mexico was just being racist. Yeah, and we all get these doubts. That's, my, that's the point I'm trying to make. This point that I've been trying to run down your brains for months now happens every day. You sit next to somebody who's on the bus who looks dirty... You're going to grab some Lysol and start wiping shit down. Same thing on the plane. Same thing wherever else you want to go. Pretty sure right now, everybody's talking about, oh, yeah, let's have a Croatia trip next summer. I am pretty sure right now the U.S. is still banned from traveling anywhere else in Europe. So, no thank you. Oh, that's racist against Americans. I mean, yeah, in a, in a way... But in a way, they're right. We're not taking care of ourselves, so we got the coronavirus. I'd do the same thing, too. It's not racist, in my opinion. But anywho, once we got to Vegas, at the Luxor, we had a penthouse suite, of course. It's in the tower, so we got to cross the lobby and the parking garage every time we come in and out. And we decided to go see the Luxor's a pyramid, so it, we, the base is a square. So we decided to cut around the the sides of the square as opposed to diagonally through the casino floor. Now my brother had already warned me that hey, don't go gambling in the casino because you know that's where you might catch the coronavirus. I'm like, nah, whatever. Let's let's see what's going on. So I took a peek a peek at what is going on. See the state of Nevada and the city of Las Vegas, the mayor. Invoked a mandatory masks 
anywhere in public, indoors or outdoors. Well, here's the other problem. These, this state is also known for being the only state where you can A, have an open uh, container in public and walk around drinking alcohol outside, and also you can eat, smoke, weed anywhere you want, especially on the casino floor. So, I counted every time we'd go out, from the moment we'd exit the room to the parking lot and back, how many people were either not wearing a mask or had their masks as chin straps because they were too busy doing something else. On average, 30 to 40 people did not have the mask on the way they're supposed to or just flat out did not have a mask. That is insane. And so my wife decided, yeah, I really don't want to leave the room because of this. And I, I mean, I don't blame her. That's why we even took the switch with us so that when I ran my marathon, she would play in the, in the room. The thing is, and I looked and I, I didn't tell my wife, but I wanted to make sure I counted the majority of the people that I saw without masks were minorities either African-American or Mexican-American. And here we are complaining that Black Lives Matter and it shouldn't be All Lives Matter and that minorities have always been have always been persecuted in the U.S. I guarantee you, so we were there four days, 40 people, that's 160 people. We pull all 160 people, none of them probably have an ancestor that dates back to slavery if they're black. Mexican, same thing. Most of them don't have an ancestor that dates back to the Mexican-American War. They're all not wearing masks and we're using them as chin straps. So obviously, they 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 don't care about other lives, but their own as well. So, riddle me this. Why do I have to care about your life when once in a blue moon something bad happens with an officer as an African-American when I have other African-Americans who blatantly don't care about everybody's lives during the coronavirus? Explain that to me. Riddle me that. Mexicans want justice or Hispanics want justice for that army chick who went disappearing after she got sexually assaulted. Well, they just got rid of her. Swept it under the rug. Okay, well, her life matters. Doesn't all the other Hispanic lives matter that you're blatantly disregarding by not wearing a mask? And we we even tested the theory because my wife said... This is only because we're in the Luxor and it's the cheapest of the bunch to get in. And I said, okay, well, let's go to the Bellagio. Let's go see Mr. Benedict. And we went to see Mr. Benedict. And lo and behold, the number dropped to 10 to 15 on just one trip there. And out of the 10 to 15, and once again, all of those who weren't wearing a mask or had it as a chin strap were either African-American or Hispanic. 
So my wife says, you know, next time we're going to stay at the Bellagio or Caesar's Palace. I'm like, yeah, I agree. I have no issue. Again, once again, I have no issue with you not wanting to wear a mask or use a chin strap. Do whatever the fuck you want. Get the disease. Don't get the disease. I mean, it's not like all these people that we saw without a mask, the, the majority were in shape. No, the majority were out of shape. Americans. <clears throat> Obese Americans. So when you tell me that this week the death toll has come up to 200,000, I'm not going to feel sorry or why we should do something if out of the 200,000, I can guarantee you the majority had pre-season conditions or were obese or weren't taking care of themselves. I went there. I came back. My wife went there. My wife came back. We don't have the virus. I got myself tested because I knew everybody was going to fucking freak out. Guess what? The state was off the travel advisory map. Did not have to quarantine. And also, I'm negative. So, if I can be that close to the virus, it's just another flu. I'm not getting the flu shot ever, and I've never had the flu. We swear up and down that we got this back in January because we had flu-like symptoms and we'd never get the flu. So I'm pretty sure I got the antibodies. Oh, but Mexi, the antibody test is not, not conclusive. Yeah, so when it is conclusive and when this becomes another seasonal virus that people can get because they don't take care of themselves, then by all means, let me know. I'll take the antibody test. Places of travel are now, and places of business are now cleaning things the way they were supposed to to begin with. They're just trying to make a quick buck and then start doing it until this pandemic hit. And even so, I had to complain at the Luxor to the reception that A, nobody's monitoring these people. I mean, you have security at the casino, don't you? In case somebody steals chips? Yeah. Nobody's monitoring these people who are walking in out without a mask. You're supposed to have a mask. They even put they even put in um, sinks so you can wash your hands in the middle of the casino floor, which makes sense. But again, it doesn't matter if people are walking in and out without masks and smoking everywhere. The room, our room, smelled like weed because the people next door were smoking weed. <clears throat> you should not be allowed to smoke weed. And cigarettes in your room if you're in a pandemic. And of course, it was Shaniqua and Bamquiqui who were doing it. African American being loud at night. Yeah, if they don't care, I don't give two shits. Ran my marathon. Now, the marathon, I'm not gonna lie, rivaling one of the toughest ones I've ever done. Not because of the heat, so the heat was actually not a factor. So let's move along. Heat was not a factor. But the the altitude, because I forgot that we dropped down to 2,000 feet, and then we went back up to 4,000 for the race, and it was a lot of up and down, up and down, going up to as high as 48,000, and then coming back down. The altitude was going to mess me up. And then it was at night, so I had a headlamp. It reminded me of that Arizona race where I... Couldn't finish 
got bit by a scorpion because pitch black, you couldn't see anything. You got mosquitoes and bugs hitting you in the face because you have a lamp. All that was rough. <clears throat> but luckily, finished the race, finished my 100 marathon. Woohoo! Got my title belt. Megsy has officially ran a hundred marathons. Put that in perspective for you. Hundred marathons. Not halves, not fulls, not ultras. Not it's not a total number. Because if it's not, the number's higher. This is just a hundred marathons. hundred times twenty-six point two. And I'm not done for the year. I think I have October four, October eleventh. And October 17th, I have two in Ohio that are actually taking place. One by Cleveland, one by Cincinnati. The rest are pretty much virtual. I might do the Hoover Dam one and go back to Vegas. My wife might tag along. But when I finished the race, that's when we decided to, the race director and I were talking about virtual races. And I said, I really did not want my 100th marathon to be virtual. She goes, I get it. I'm stuck at 149 because I want my 150th to mean something. And that's the thing. And I promised last week I'd mention something about this. My take on virtual marathons is as follows. If you want to count it towards the state, the virtual race has to be within that state. Luckily, I've done all 50 states, so I don't have that issue. So, to me, a race being turned virtual doesn't have the same effect as an actual race. But again, running 26.2 miles is running 26.2 miles. A marathon's a marathon. <clears throat> but it just has to have, have the same... The same... Uh, what you call it? The same panache as actually going and competing with, with everybody in person. Because again, depending on the race, <clears throat> some of them... <clears throat> give you a week some give you a weekend some give you a day like i'm signed up for the london marathon the virtual london marathon in two weeks and you have to not only download their app but you have to do it that day british standard time during a 12-hour period so it just depends on the race so to me virtual i mean it's fine i guess it's just I really don't find it as appealing as actually being there for a race. Now, I have a friend uh, who's doing 50 halves in 50 states who is just going there, making her own medals, and running a half. And I'm like, "Ah, it's all right, but I mean... There's races in these states that are virtual that you could just go do. If you want to travel to the state, yeah, have it count. I mean, it's just, that's my take on virtual races. Now, before I wrap this up, let's remind everybody of our sponsors. Hand and Soul Massage. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your Swedish massage or your membership. Hannah Summerstage, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast, as is Super Studios 253. Join now, sign up for the weight loss challenge they're doing. Join Team Super, use promo code Mexi to save on your first class. 
Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the Mixing My Midas podcast, as is American National. Call my man Ramo, give him a call, use the chance to save and use promo code Mexi to save on your bundling, home, auto, life. American National, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Minus podcast. Now, to wrap it up and kind of discuss what recently occurred with the Breonna Taylor decision. Yes, I will say her name. And I've heard everybody's take on it from Stephen A. Smith, LeBron James, Candace Owens, all the media outlets. And I'm frankly tired because the family got $12 million, which is more than anybody else should be getting unless you were really, really close to your, to your daughter, which let's say that's true. I don't know. What baffles me is how everybody is spinning this differently. Oh, the black woman is the most underrated individual in the U.S. Oh, okay, so now we're specifying black women. Get the fuck out of here, people. Oh, am I the only one? Because these are public records. Am I the only one that her name was on the warrant? Oh, it was unwarranted. I'm sorry. Was she not dating a drug lord? Oh, she was. Okay. Also, I didn't know this and I found this out. She wasn't actually an EMT. She had stopped working as an EMT a couple years before. Also, the guy that got charged by a grand jury. Again, these are citizens that decide this. These are your peers. And they decided to charge the one guy for shooting erratically. Yeah, shooting erratically, that means that he was shooting negligently. That's what that means. Whether they went across the wall or killed Rihanna Taylor, it doesn't matter. He was shooting nonsensically. And that's why he got charged. Now... You expect me to believe that the cops, and th- these are the discrepancies that I we had to figure out. You expect me to believe that the cops did not introduce themselves, but yet a neighbor heard them say, cops. They knocked on the door. Supposedly that didn't happen. Then how did the boyfriend know to get up and start shooting if nobody was at the door? You don't know if anybody's at the door if you're sleeping. It's not like they were trying to Break the lock No they knocked Then they busted in Upon knocking He got up and started shooting Once again A big mistake Why are you just blowing Guns Left and right When somebody's at the door Now He thought he was being broken into Really See this is the kind of Bullshit that people don't understand Only an African American Would think logically like that that is used to being, I don't know, robbed or... Because I'm pretty sure he's not... I'm pretty sure the boyfriend wasn't used to being harassed by the cops. For all I know, this was maybe his first, second, third interaction with the police officers. I've had many, 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 many disappointing and aggravating issues with officers. I even myself 
once an officer lied on a police report to accuse me of a DUI that I did not do. I was sober as fuck. But yet, even I, if somebody is at the door, the first thing I do is go look to see who it is and possibly grab a weapon if it's the middle of the fucking night. I don't just start swinging or shooting erratically. That's how you shoot a police officer. And then, of course, if you shoot a police officer, what are they trained to do? Shoot back. And they have a no-knock warrant. They didn't have to knock. So once again, the Breonna Taylor is just a series of unfortunate events that led to her dying. That is the end of it. Nobody's complaining or protesting the fact that, hey, two, sh- two officers got shot the moment the decision came out and everybody started protesting. Why are you protesting, City of Louisville? Why, is, why are African Americans protesting if it's a grand jury? These are your peers. You should be focusing on changing the culture in your city rather than destroying and shooting officers because that's not going to help any matters. You already got the family 12 million. You already got the city of Louisville to change, or actually, I think it's the state of Kentucky, change the rule and the law on the no knock warrant. You can't have those anymore. Oh, yeah, that's called changing for the betterment of society. But all this rioting and, and, and protesting needs to fucking stop. Each incident that has occurred. The African-American person involved was in the middle of doing a crime and possibly violating the law and then had the audacity to mouth and attack back at the officers. I have never badmouthed an officer to his face. I have never yelled back at an officer who has asked me to do something. Whether he's in the wrong on that, I'll have my day in court. Thank you. And I'm Mexican. The guy in Atlanta was drinking and driving and then shot a taser at an officer. George Floyd was paying with counterfeit money and was on drugs. The guy in Wisconsin had a weapon in his car that he supposedly told the officers and was wanted for assault. He had a warrant out for his arrest. Breonna Taylor was on the fucking warrant. You can't claim unwarranted if a judge signs off on a warrant. The address was also on a warrant. Her ex had previously lived at this residence. Her ex used the pedal drugs. Her ex got caught around the same time this occurred. So it clearly this thing actually worked. That takes a lot of police investigation to coordinate these kind of events. Now, mind you, yes, nobody's saying the officers do not need to be defunded because they shouldn't be handling domestic disputes or, you know, social worker stuff. I get that. I also agree that they should be better trained. Nobody's disputing that either. But to say that officers are voluntarily deciding to just kill African-Americans innocently, innocent African-Americans, and just shoot them and gun them down is ridiculous. And why do the African-Americans who are literally celebrities and make millions, why are they voicing 
you guys should be shutting up and just doing your job, which is doing your sport or acting or whatever it is you do that makes millions of dollars. Because instead of knowing all the facts, here we are trying to go on social media and spread chaos. I didn't see I didn't see LeBron walking out of the NBA and going to protest with the Wisconsin people. Oh, that's right, because that same day when he decided not to and get paid, that's when the owners were like, "Well, I mean, if you guys walk out, you're not getting paid." I mean, simple as that. It's your job. If I go protest and don't come back, I'm not getting paid indefinitely. That's not how this works. And also, that's when they found out he was he had a warrant out for his arrest. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that there's not unfortunate events involving officers shooting unarmed black people. But maybe if they stuff mouthing off to the officers, you wouldn't be shooting anybody. There was a white chick that approached a police a police car a little bit ago. She was white, the officer was black, the officer gunned her down. And the officer was charged. People like to claim that, oh, it's because he's black, so of course he gets justice and the white girl gets justice. But this is now in September, in a in a in a place where you're you're asking for this justice. But now you're complaining when, oh, it just happens to be a white girl that got shot. Well, I'm sorry. Not my fault the black guy shot the white girl. Where was the justice for the autistic kid who got shot by an officer in Salt Lake City? He was white. No protest there. There's injustice around the world and racism and discrimination everywhere. All lives matter, I agree. But when you blatantly disregard other lives, like walking through a casino without a mask on, African Americans or other minorities... So I'm not saying white people weren't doing it, but yeah, but the majority of the people I saw were minorities and especially African-Americans. When you're disregarding our lives, why should we give a shit about your lives? This is the country where all cultures melt together, but America is the number one country where you look out for number one. Everybody gives the president shit for looking out for himself. Uh, last time I checked, so that's Biden. Last time I checked, so does Kamala Harris. Last time I checked, so do I. Last time I checked, so does my boss. Everybody's got a price around the world. You just got to find it and figure it out. Well, oh, that's it for the podcast. Hope you enjoyed yourselves today. As always, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. All the episodes are there. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Hit us up on social media. Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. And as always, remember, people, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time.